0: This episode of UK Low Carb Podcast is sponsored by Deliciously Guilt Free. Enjoy the show.
1: Hello and welcome to UK Low Carb. This is a special series with Nicola Howard, a good friend of mine, where we talk about the relationship. The relationships that we have with food, whether it's physical, psychological, spiritual, societal, and even environmental. Join us each Tuesday as we talk about a different topic in this field if you want to be part of the conversation then you can join our facebook group uk low carb or you can ask nicola howard anything you wish in our live session at the end of this series i'll now hand over to nicola howard welcome back to another tuesday episode with my good friend nicola howard hi nicola
0: hi dan it's lovely to be here
1: It's great having you on because this is episode six and just to go through for those who haven't followed it so far, go back and listen to the Tuesday episodes. We're going through the relationship we have with food uh, and that starts with the individual. So we talked about the physical relationship, the psychological, the spiritual with food. Uh, And when I say spiritual, I think that's a really, really good episode. I would have been a bit skeptical previously, but actually it was a very good episode. Uh, Then we talk about the uh, ecological, the sort of big environment around food and our relationship to our planet. We now talked uh, last time about the societal relationship we have with food. And today we're getting a bit more kind of towards the individual again by talking about the familial uh, relationship, the family, the friends, the people around us in our daily lives. So, um, yeah, where do we start with all that, Nicola?
0: Well, we can start almost in the same place as we started with societal. Um, stodge plus sweets equals rewards, comfort, and treats. And again, that whole we have a we have a glass of wine when we're celebrating, or, or a bottle of champers. We have birthday cakes, um and when we are comforting ourselves, it tends to be the stodgy stuff. Now, where we talked about that is on a society level, we've accepted that as how we do it. When we start getting into the familial level, you've then got the politics of families, and the, almost the politics of of how you love, and how we are taught to love. Which, which is itself a very fraught way. And this, this again, links into the spiritual stuff around we develop patterns or the, the psychological, we, de- we develop patterns that are given to us by our big people. We then get the choice whether we need to, we want to run those patterns or not. But, of course, our families are possibly not ever been thinking about this, so they are running their patterns. If yep. they see you're upset, they might offer you some, some cake because they know it makes you feel better. Or um, if a mum is 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 with a child, or uh, I'm going to keep, probably keep this adults, adult to adult rather than parent to child. We have a whole bunch of nurture things at an adult to adult which connect us and bind us that revolve around our food. And when you start being low carb, of course, you're massively breaking convention. And then people worry about that, because of course, change is a threat at, to the hinds at the backs of our brains. People don't like change because change is unknown, and the thing that are the backs of our brains want us to be in at all times is is the known they want you to know where you are so that we are safe. The backside yeah. of our brains, as I mentioned before, the backside of our brains its job is not to keep us happy; it is to keep us alive and safe right now yeah so people's the backsides of their brain will react to you as a person changing and then they might want you to not change because if you change how will they then be to you they might lose you you might go away you might change you might do all manner of things so there's a whole bunch of stuff around what i would i i call um what i deal with with my clients around putting in lovely boundaries Okay. So shall we do? Do a tiny bit. I need bit to of role-
1: learn this because I'm ah. terrible with boundaries. So let's um, do a
0: tiny bit of role play. Ask, okay. but basically, you're going to ask me. Honestly, oh, you're a bit upset. Have some cake. Go for it.
1: Okay. Um, can I just just clarify? When I say I've got a problem with boundaries, that may sound terrible. <laughs> I, I, I do personal space. I do all those things. But if somebody oh. like encroaches on my boundaries, I, I, for social awkwardness and like politeness, will sometimes tell myself inside out and put mm-hmm. myself at dis- disadvantage mm-hmm. to try to make sure that they feel it's my grill bonus level, which is too high sometimes. But yeah. okay, so let's let's role play this then. Yeah. So, uh, hi Nicola, I haven't seen you for 20 years and now you've come over to my house. And do you remember all those great times we had 20 years ago? It was really good fun. And do you remember we used to bake cakes together? Well, I've baked that very special cake we used to always eat together. So here, <laughs> I'm really playing myself, aren't I? So here is a slice of that cake that I've made oh, yeah. specially for you. I call it the Nicola Howard cake with all your oh. favourite things in it
0: oh i i really shouldn't i really shouldn't
1: of course not... nothing will be naughty nicola come <laughs> on
0: all right then all right let's have the cake that is the uh, effectively that's a weak boundary the fact that i said oh i shouldn't should means i i, I don't want to effectively yeah. so so it's, it's what's called a weak, and it's an invitation for someone to effectively does it mean does
1: it mean i I don't want to is it more like i do want to but i really shouldn't so i yeah
0: yeah. i I shouldn't is yeah i shouldn't is i want to but i but i have been told this is a bad behavior so i shouldn't um so ask me ask me that stuff again
1: OK, uh, with with as much kind of ladling really, on the really guilt. Maybe
0: turn it down a tiny bit. But OK, hey,
1: <laughs> hey <laughs> Nicola, welcome on over. We're all eating cake. Here's a lovely slice I've just cut for you.
0: Oh, no, thank you. I'm good.
1: Uh, you sure it's got all your favourite things in it? Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely sure. Thank you so much for thinking of me, but I'm good. Thank you.
1: You're missing out. of Seriously, if you don't eat this cake, you're going to be missing out on all this.
0: Yeah, I, I know, but really, seriously, I'm good. Thank you so much for thinking of me.
1: Okay. Well, if you change your mind, it's over there, sitting there looking gorgeous. Okay?
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
1: Can I get you anything else?
0: Um, glass of water would be fantastic.
1: Excellent. Sparkling? Okay, I'm getting into it now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Then, did you get what I mean. The fact that I asserted the boundary. No, thank you. And the fact that you actually pushed it more than somebody might do. Normally, someone will ask, are you sure? You say yes, and then they are happy. If you're getting into three or four, that's usually they then have a problem with, with bound- people violating boundaries for themselves uh,
1: right. people, okay. because we're
0: British we are that pushy
1: yeah but not Mrs Doyle like out of Father Ted oh go, on, ah, go, go on, on go on go on go on um, um, yeah but, yeah but yeah
0: it, and, and and there are people in our lives my, my grandfather was a, a lovely example of this is he would not take my no for an answer and he would like give me food I really didn't need and I would say no Grandad, I'm good thank you I don't need it 30 times and at the end of it wow. it was just easier to give in and then i would basically give it to someone else or stick it in the freezer and it would be whatever it was it was sausage so he's rolls some,
1: he's got some interest yeah. relationship with food didn't yeah. he?
0: yeah, yeah. but um, granddad's whole proposition was i need to care for my my women we he had two daughters and me so we were all and he needed to care for us and that was his model of the world so it was always do you need a fiver no grandad i'm good thank you i'm great but i would end up taking it because he insisted and it was easier um do do you need the food and it was almost like he would buy it for us and it's like no grandad don't buy me anything this week i'm good i really don't need it and yet he would still do it
1: sounds like he had a need to be needed
0: yeah yeah and and then that's a whole nother thing and we're always going to get people in our worlds that 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 is there and sometimes it's just easier to take what what they're trying to give us if it is not harming us I'm going to put that caveat in because you do not need to take anything that harms you in a big Mm. way um you do not need to accept that as a as a human um but sometimes it's just easier to accept that what you're going to be taking isn't great and then giving it to someone else
1: yeah yeah I appreciate that so so what about the kind of the relationship around food that we have with other people, because let's be honest, you know, that, that piece of cake is one thing being Mm -hmm. invited to somebody's house for dinner is a whole different thing when you're sat at the table and they serve you something you just can't eat. So I was in a situation in Kenya where I was low carb uh, keto actually. And I'd been, it's probably the most success I've ever had where I was six months straight going to the gym regularly felt amazing on top of the world. And then I was given a a meal of rice-based dish and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm in Kenya. You know, you can't really, when you're, you know, be that fussy. And I did actually fast for like the day before when they offered me rice as well. And I, the next day I just went for it in the end because I felt so awkward and it's a social embarrassment. And it's like your relationship is... Is damaged if you're saying almost, I'm rejecting you because I'm rejecting what you've made Mm -hmm. for me. There's, You know, I wish food really was just sometimes simple and it was a chemical and it was just fuel. But it's really much more than that, isn't it? So what do we do in those those situations?
0: Well, uh, Kenya is an exception. So mostly the way I would handle that is as a host, I would be mortified if someone didn't tell me that they had a need. Yeah. I, wa- I actually had a party once where we made um, bolognese for people and, and I, we provided spaghetti and bread and, and whatever. And it was like, yes, everybody can eat this. Oh, we checked. You're allergic to mushrooms. You can't do this. You can't do that. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. We made it with half pork and half beef. And someone rocks up and says, oh, I'm allergic to pork. Can't eat that. And I was mm. re- and we'd made the effort. We had said, who is allergic to what? So there was no mushrooms in it. There was no onions in it. The, the, the things that people were allergic to were not in this meal. And yet they didn't tell me. And as a host, that annoyed me because it could have just yeah. been so easy. We could have just made it with beef. Yeah, so when you, are, when you are being what you have, and, and again, if someone is vegan, they tell you they're vegan and you wouldn't give them, you wouldn't dream of giving them a meat meal. So why is it so awkward to say, yeah, actually, I just don't eat the spuds and I don't eat the bread. So just meat and salad. Fantastic. Great. The host will almost certainly go, sure, not a problem.
1: Well, I agree with you on that. I do agree to some extent. And I think, you know, I imagine that 10 years ago, a vegan would probably really struggle with that, actually, because it wasn't socially acceptable. Whereas Mm -hmm. now it is. And so people go, oh, yes, I know people who do veganism. I understand that this is a real thing. And, of course, I respect your views. Um, You know, my mum's been a vegetarian for years, and she had found it really hard in the 90s and the 80s because people just didn't accept it. Um, And I kind of feel like low carb is the same now, really, that most people sort of say, well, what Uh do you eat then? You don't eat – we're going to get your energy from, you know.
0: Yeah. But but then, as, a, as again, as a host, my job then is to say, well, what can I give you? How can I make you comfortable in my home? Now, if you're talking yeah. about those, those exceptions, think places like Kenya where it's just going to be what it is. Yeah. As Dr. Berry says, the body evolved to deal with the occasional random carb coming across our, our bowels. We developed feasting and fasting. We, when, when the fruit is on the trees, we went oh, nom 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 We ate all the fruit and we, we carried on our lives yeah so so being in a situation where you know that things are going to be what i call non-optimal you just do the best you can and then when you come back and this is the key you just pick up where you left off and there is no guilt there's no must there's no fuss it's just well yeah that was what that was i am now back with my life and my choices rather than having someone else make the choices for me because that's where you are in that sort of circumstance it's like twice a year when we were allowed to go out myself and myself and my chap would go out to a one or a two star michelin restaurant i would eat whatever the chef decided to give me on my plate because i know it's going to be amazing it's going to complement each other it's going to be perfectly balanced and that's my choice and then when i get home well i'm just back to where i was it's again i'm taking control of that it's my choice to uh, i think someone else calls it taking a nutritional vacation and mm. it's fine it's no big it's no di- no no deal And it's not something I need to make a fuss about. And so it's how you maintain the boundaries with yourself, which, of course, are the hardest boundaries to maintain. Boundaries with other people, they also vary. It's Again, I've I've discovered with what I'm going through with my mum at the moment, my boundaries with her are not as good as they are with other people. And that's stuff I've got to work on. The boundaries with myself, I believe, are rather good now. But they weren't always. It's the, oh, oh, I mustn't to myself. I shouldn't to myself. Rather than, yeah, no, thank you. It's, I don't need that. It's like I was I was describing the behaviour of um, I am bored, therefore I'm going to go and put things in my face, which is mm-hmm. quite common. Very common. I will find myself going to the kitchen and opening the fridge, and then my, my, my choice kicks in and goes, well, there's nothing in this fridge that will solve the boredom problem, so I close the fridge and I walk away again. Interesting. So You've got another step.
1: Yeah, I like it. That's really now, good
0: yeah
1: yeah just want to say then i i've I've kind of there's so many things came up for me then i just thought yeah there's so many relationship things that happen with me in food it's almost coming back again to our kind of psychological isn't it when we did that Mm -hmm. episode before um but of course it's bigger because people know us in a certain way and i think actually one of the hard things sometimes is the change you're talking about Mm -hmm. but People might see that you have made a change and you say, you know, but you are the person who last week would have eaten the biscuit. You're the person this week who doesn't eat the biscuit. And and change is hard for a lot of people. And I think mm-hmm. in a way you have, to, you have to realize your relationship with yourself and what you want for you is the most important thing. You can't live for yeah. others in the way you live your life. Yeah. You can be generous to other people. You can help other people. But you have to be true to who you want to be first. And I think yes. that's the most important thing to define yes. all your relationships.
0: Yes, it's definitely the whole when you get on an airplane and you have the safety thing and they say if in the result of a a cabin depressurization, put on your own oxygen mask before turning to help other people without oxygen, we die. And it's that same boundary of if we are not assisting ourselves, I call it being ethically selfish. If we are right. not assisting ourselves to live the best life we can be, how the hell can we then assist everyone else? How yeah. can we be good contributing society members that lift other people up if we aren't even lifting ourselves up? Yeah. And I know, again, that could be viewed a tiny bit as victim blaming. It could be. But I I view it as I am taking personal responsibility for my happiness, my energy, my health. And by taking responsibility, that personal responsibility thing for myself, I am a contributing functioning member of society that can care for other people, and which is one of the reasons why recently with stuff that's been going on with my mum I've been talking to my doctor and I've increased my blood pressure medication because mm-hmm. what's been going on there has caused me stress that's meant I needed to work with my doctor to make sure I'm functioning so that I can then help her
1: yes yeah
0: and and that then that feedback loop will then give her and other people whoever you are caring for the reassurance that well yeah i'm changing but we aren't going to change and yeah sometimes yeah. It, it, you definitely get with um marriages mostly where one or other of the parties changes normally physically but also mentally or emotionally and the other person is very scared and will try and drag you back to that they, they will either feed you or they'll do whatever they would do to keep you safe and again this comes back to the communication thing if we are communicating human to human and telling our stuff and giving reassurance then the change for the other person is not as traumatic because you also you're helping them get through your change and they yeah. might change as well they might not that's up to them
1: but but again it's interesting because they are probably you know, it's easier uh, to say if I'm that hypothetical partner, it's easy for me to keep you the way you were than it is for me to also challenge myself mm-hmm. to change. And that's how it people is. respond to things, isn't it? It is. Um, and so they find that very difficult. And actually, uh, this comes up all the time. People are often say, and I know you've had this experience as well, when you're caning down the, uh, the Pringles or the sweets, mm-hmm. nobody says a word. As nope. soon as you put a bit of butter on your steak, they freak <gasps> out as if oh my God, you know, no. kill yourself. But yeah. I think actually, in some ways, apart from the fact it's the, the programming we've had from the you know ed- the education we've had for such a long time, I think it's also changed. It's like, but you're the person who always eats that thing, and I and that justifies me eating it as well. But you actually not and telling me something else is healthy that I thought was wrong that challenges my beliefs and I don't like it.
0: Yeah, that whole oh my god, you've done this, therefore I might have to change as well. Yeah, and again, if they if that person isn't ready for that change. They are going to fight you with your change. And sometimes yeah. for our health, we need to draw a boundary and, and disconnect from that person. There are definitely people I don't see as much as I used to because, yeah. A, I've yeah. outgrown them a bit, but, B, also I know that some of the choices they make, while they are choices for them, they're not choices I want to be involved with. Yeah. And when they're trying to drag me back into that behaviour, that's not good for me. So I have to draw that boundary that boundary is sometimes easier to draw than others. If it's like a familial member, that's harder to do than if yeah. it's just a mate because a mate is easy. It just sort of drifts and it's not a problem. Whereas if it's someone that is a, a close family member especially, that's a harder boundary to draw. But there are – unfortunately, again, we we get quite gloomy with these. Um, we have to look after our own ecology. And if that means you can't see that person as much as you used to, well, that's healthy for
1: you as as an organism yeah yeah and actually you have a choice in that too don't you that's yeah. the thing you, you are actually empowered i mean yeah. it, when we're describing before going to the to the event and someone sort of pushing the cake on you that's actually a bit of a power dynamic too where yeah. the, you're basically saying that person's opinion is more important than your own for your body and actually no mm-hmm. one's opinion is ever more important than yours when it comes to your own health that's definitely. that's the important thing definitely um I can also see how, you know, I I don't know about your medical conditions, but I don't actually have a medical condition apart from I need to lose some weight. Well, I want to lose some body fat. And so I think, you know, in a way that's harder because people can give you advice then. Oh, when I, Mm. when I was on a diet, I did X, Y, Z, all you need to do is, and of course everyone's got advice. I suppose when you've got a medical condition in a way, you can almost say, no, actually I'm not, I'm going to put my boundaries up because it's a medical thing. I don't have the flexibility to just to have a, Uh, you know like a bit of a carb binge because the type 2 diabetes or whatever won't let me do that and i think Mm -hmm. you know that that is where i suppose you have to be very firm on your boundaries to 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 make sure you you look after yourself yeah
0: I've, i've definitely advised clients to effectively borrow the authority of their doctor and say my doctor says i can't
1: yeah, that's good because you can't argue um, with that, then, can you? No. Here's my GP. Do you want to ask her yourself, or do yeah, you want to trust yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: it's it's not the greatest thing on the planet, but if that's what the person who is trying to force you into something that's going to actively harm you is is going to need, then borrow the borrow the doctor authority, and yeah. and and then help yourself. But yeah. yeah, when when you are just fat, which hey, um, it's very, everybody <laughs> knows, as you say, everybody knows what we should be doing, which has only been advice for the last 50, 60 years.
1: Well, unfortunately, that's a lifespan almost. Yeah. So that's why yeah. that's why everyone knows it, and yeah. it's it's become fact to them. Yes. You know,
0: it's not fact at all. It is it, contrary to the way the body works. If you go backwards, and the, you asked your probably great grandmothers now, how would how did people get slender in in between the two wars? Everybody knew that you just cut back on the spuds, cut back on the bread, cut back yep. on dessert, and everything stodge. worked itself out.
1: Yep yeah
0: and it's actually in dr spock's um the baby nutrition book that was like until it, it went into like 12 or 13 editions until very very recently and the advice in that which i've actually put in my third book around there is no harm at all in restricting a child's dessert is in that book and there, it, it talks about if your child is getting a little bit more rotund than they should you cut back on the spudge you cut back on the bread and, and there is no harm in not eating dessert it actually yeah. says it in the book and that's, that was first written in the 50s.
1: Wow. I, I love the fact that people think there is a harm in that. No, dessert ah, he needs trifle, oh quick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but it is fascinating. Again, this goes back up to the society level of what we believe is now appropriate. And, it's, yeah. and that, has, that, that, in terms of humanity as a, a, an organism, 60 years is nothing. It's just the blink of an eye. An opinion, mm. as much as fashion changes. And the fact that this particular mythos has been so persistent is actually strange. We don't normally have this much persistent myth, apart from maybe Christmas and Father Christmas and, and various other bits and pieces. But, but in terms of this, this is, it is persistent myth. But because of the structures we've created to perpetuate the myth, it persists.
1: And also the money behind it helps yeah. a little bit, doesn't it, really? Let's oh, be yeah. honest. Um, oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. Is there anything else you wanted to say, though, about this sort of family dynamic and uh, friendship dynamics that we have?
0: Um, I think in terms of progress, not perfection, you are not going to suddenly change your the people around you's opinions to you. That might be a bumpy ride. Um, but just maintain, remembering that no thank you is a complete sentence. You do not have to justify your your choice to anyone. Just if someone offers you something and you don't want it, you are perfectly within your rights to say no thank you. And that's it. STFU. Nothing else.
1: Wow, that is really, yes, you're right. I love the way you just said that's a complete sentence. I want to definitely take that on board because... I'm somebody who is a no thank you because explanation analysis. uh, I hope you accept this reason because it's more Mm -hmm. polite now than if I just said no. But actually that is really important. Uh, No thank you is polite. It's to the point and it says what it means. That's it.
0: Yeah. As is yes please. Yes please is also a complete sentence. Yeah. But, But no thank you here with boundaries is normally more appropriate for this conversation. But it is. You do not have to justify to anyone else your no. It's your no, it's your choice. Consent is king.
1: Love it. Thank you, Nicola. Really powerful stuff there. We've had, uh, wow, six amazing episodes. And uh, yeah, we're going to go and talk about where we go next. So um, have a lovely week and I will speak to you next week.
0: Absolutely. It has been so much fun. And I would love to hear from from your listeners. Well, what do they want us to talk about next? So yeah, drop a, a thing in your group, UK Low Carb, or my group, Low Carb in the UK on Facebook do the usual stuff with comments. And yeah, I really look forward to getting into something else in the future. Thank you so much for having wonderful conversations with me, Dan.
1: (laughs) Cheers, Nicola. Take care. Have a great week.
0: Bye.